Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. We are back with another episode of the Talk On Podcast, and the Reds are back in the Champions League after a 4-0 thrashing of Brighton at Anfield. Even though that didn't matter because we had Agent Roth on our side in Newcastle, who absolutely battered Chelsea. So here to talk about that with me, our top four finish, the Brighton game. Obviously, look forward to the big one uh, and, and reflect a little bit on the season as well. Got Jeff Hallett and Nick Stellings from Orange County, California. Gentlemen, how's it going? It's going well. well I'll start first. So doing awesome. We completed our first of two finals you know, as Klopp termed it, the rest of the team backed that up. So I'm happy. Nick, how you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. First time, long time, long time listener, first time caller. Gotta love popping that talk on cherry. Love it. (laughs) Anyways, um, gents, just like you said, actually, uh, Jeff is, is how Klopp phrased it is. You looked at it as a final in a way it it was, it was a bit nervy for sure. Going in this game, there's a lot on the line. But you look at the two teams, Liverpool clearly had superior talent and have not lost at home all season. Um, So you you just figured that they were somehow going to get the job done, whether it was even a draw, which luckily that's all we needed, um, or a win, which is clearly what happened. So, uh, I mean, going into this lineup, it was interesting to see that Dom was leading the line. Uh, For sure. We obviously don't really mind when he gets minutes, but in such an important game, it was kind of ballsy for Klopp to throw him out there, I think. Uh, especially when you know he still started Firmino. So what did you think of the lineup going into the game? I think it was a testament to Klopp and his development, right? I mean, that's his superpower, you know, what fuels his Superman, whatever. And so he had the faith in Dom. Dom hasn't gotten any meaningful minutes all year. But look, look how it paid off. Uh, he knows much more about the player and about how, his system, how to set up. I mean, of course he came in trying to maximize attack Milner got a knock of some kind and he with the four, two, three, one put together the mighty arsenal. I mean, not to, that wasn't a pun Jack sessions, <laughs> but put together the mighty, the mighty, uh, <laughs> cavalry, shall we say, and really lit brighten up. I mean, you remember the first half, it was a bunch of very close missed chances. And then, once Salah got that first goal, it was off to the races, and it was a beautiful day at Anfield. I wonder if he yeah. would have. Uh, sorry, I wonder if he would have done the same thing if they would have been playing someone not like Brighton. So, like if they would have played someone like Man City or Chelsea, I wonder if he would have gone with that aggressive of attacking style instead of you know playing a team that can actually control the ball or hold the ball um, and getting the ball back would be more important. So, I think he had a lot of leniency in who he could play right there you know, at home playing Brighton. So, and yeah, we were definitely lucky too, that Brighton had already qualified um, for the, the Premier league next year. So I'm staying up. So that was huge just for them to go into this last game and they're already on the beach. You know, they were not thinking about really anything. Didn't really care at all. I'm sure they were just thinking in their heads, let's try and not get battered four or five nil, you know, it happened, but um, it, it's one of those games going into where even if he throws Dom up top, you tend to just roll with it. I, 
I'm glad Dom played well. It was a good cameo for him. I think it's going to put him in the window so, in the window shop now as well. Um, I hope he goes on loan next season somewhere. I mean, I would love to see him at Rangers um, with, with, under Stevie or just any other Premier League side or even a championship side. The guy just needs regular minutes. So that's that's a hundred percent the thing. Yeah. So he. I mean, when he's played with us this year, he, he hasn't looked that great, to be honest. I thought this was his best game by far, probably in, in a red shirt. He just, aside from the finish, he, he looked bright, uh, got an assist for Salah, even though a lot of that was down to Salah's reactions. But he he did a lot of things that you kind of see would definitely work in a Klopp system. A little bit of things that Firmino does really well, kind of that all-round center forward. He could hold the ball up, uh, good link-up play. So... This game, I think he needed it, obviously, but us as Liverpool fans, it was good to see it from him, especially in a very important game because you know now you have a lot of confidence in him going out on loan and hopefully coming back to make more of a, of a player of himself at Liverpool. So a great performance from Dom. Uh, we'll go ahead and, and stick with the attack then. Let's just stay there. Uh, Mane, Nick, had a one of those frustrating games from Mane in a way because he's so brilliant yet sometimes just can can make some odd decisions and uh, you know he he had another good game but but a couple of times definitely had uh salah on a pass that was kind of just a weak pass i know salah was pretty close to him um but also had the ability to pass it from you know and tried to shoot it um what do you think of of Mane in that performance um i think he there's a game that jeff and i went to um at the pub that jeff likes to go to a bunch of liverpool supporters where he couldn't figure out when to shoot and when to pass. And I think that this game was very similar to that. And he does get a little confused coming down to finishing. You know, he's great in his runs and um, passing and some other things. But when it comes down to actually finishing or letting someone else finish, I think he gets a little confused on some of that. And I think we saw that here in this last game. Yeah, it looked like, I don't know, It's Jeff, it was weird. It was just one of those games where, Maybe they were just trying to get Salah a couple of those goals just to secure the golden boot and the record. Um, but I don't know. It was just one of those weird games from Mane where it's just mad, where it's almost like we're cruising at that time. And it, and it doesn't really, you know, a couple of goals don't really need to, to mean that much. And he's, I don't know what it was from him. Um, it just seemed like he wasn't there fully in between the years. Yeah. I mean, so we've seen, instances of this even through the latter part of the champions league run so versus roma first game right i mean missed one two three awesome chances before the bloodletting really began so yeah he's definitely it's been an adjustment year into this new role you know off the right giving salah his spot figuring out how to overlap and find his chances uh with continue leaving so it's been a whole season of adjustments for him. I assume this is just more of the same. And, you know, I don't recall. I mean, maybe he struggled with this in the past, but I don't recall him in prior seasons being, you know, struggling like this, like whether to pass or not. I mean, we're getting late in the season and you've got players agendas coming into the picture. Like how many goals am I totaling for the year, which goes right to their marketability, right? Uh, you know, got to show progress year on year. So does he shoot? Does he not? Does he, as a good team guy, you know, he missed that first opportunity and he knew that he had Bobby flying down the left. Uh, how many times has that happened this season, right? But 
when he went to pass to Slaw, of course, you know, he was thinking, I mean, I cannot testify to what the man was thinking. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, it seemed like he was thinking, okay, Salah is trying to break a record today. I got the first goal. I want to help him get there. So that, that therefore the second pass, but yeah, he's struggling with it all year and hope it gets better next year. Once Klopp has a full summer to really bed all the players into the roles. Yeah. He made a good point. I mean, it's a new position for him. Absolutely. I mean, not necessarily new. He's played it before, but he, it's not his favorite position. That's for sure. It, it is on the right for him. Still had double digit goals in the premier league. And for a winger, that's, I mean, you can't ask for that much more. Uh, I mean, if, if we would have said Salah double-digit goals this season, if it was maybe 10, you, you might have been a little disappointed depending on his assist numbers. But, um, I mean, for a winger, I mean, listen, out of the top three, and he, he's the one who scores the least amount of goals and he's still in double digits, I mean, that just shows you how potent we are up front. Um, and and don't, don't get me wrong, I mean – just because he had a, a poor game and he, and he maybe he's had a couple this season. Overall, he had an unbelievable year for us. Um, you know, we were raving over him last season and his, his stats were even better this season if, if you're going strictly by that. But I mean, I, I, I think, you know, playing in a position that he, he would, you know, on the other side, then he would rather play and still performing at that level. It's been amazing to watch him and, and, the thing that I've noticed about Mane a little bit more this season that I really, really like seeing out of him. And, you know, I, you noticed it a couple of times at Southampton where even when he would play us and, and he would just take the ball from deep and just run through the midfield or just complete, like he, there's moments where he can just take control of a game almost. Oh, yeah. um, and, and, and I like how he's been, been kind of like a pseudo 10, just dropping back a little bit occasionally into the, the midfield to, to pick up the ball from deep. Um, I mean, He's, he's evolving as a player and I'm excited to see how Klopp's going to continue to use him because that front three is so versatile that they can really do a bit of everything. And that brings me to, to the next guy. Nick is Roberto Firmino, uh, 15 goals in the Premier League this season. Again, just an excellent player. I uh, thought he had another really good game like, like he normally does. Uh, thoughts on Bobby Firmino for this game and just kind of j- in general through the season. I mean, I, th- I think the whole team is the attacking especially is just generated through Firmino and you know without him I think a lot is lost and you know he's he is one of the reasons why Mane I think gets confused a lot I think these other two guys just outshine him in their class um but overall yeah he had a, another great game um just firing on all cylinders creating numerous chances for everybody um you know without him Salah doesn't get a lot of those goals so you know I think, Absolutely. I think he played extremely well again yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I, th- I think we all know that the the front three doesn't function without him first and foremost. And, uh, you know, the, the Golden Boots law would never have got that without those other two guys, but especially Bobby Firmino, who really, just like you said, Nick, just creates everything really for us. His hold-up play, his link-up play. Um, you know, he he's not the best finisher, but he still puts 15 in, in the Premier League. And if you have a winger who scored 32, then that's that's okay. I still think there's room for him to grow too, which is great. Good to see him sign that no look contract um, not too long ago. He's a player that I think everybody's grown to realize, you know, we've known it for a while. We've talked about it for a while, but I think now finally everybody this season has just come around saying, you know, Bobby Firmino is the guy and, you know, Liverpool fans have known it for a while. And finally, I think the, the, the rest of, of really Europe is, is starting to take notice. 
um, at least, and, and understand how important of a player he is for, for us. And I love it that he's crazy too. He's a crazy bastard and that's just the best thing ever. Almost took Salah's head off on that goal on just on the celebration. Oh yeah. Um, Second karate kick. Just, just the best guy. Just yep. love him. Love him to death. Um, easily my favorite player on the side. So who would have, great to have in the team. Joey, who would have thought at the end of the season, the end of the regular season, which is what this pod's about, we would be talking about Bobby, you know, like the storylines, right? I mean, the front three attack. Could you name a front three that's more effective than ours? Like going into Madrid, I mean, no, yeah. th- there's no way that Ronaldo, Benzema, right? Like they're they're not competing. Uh, they, they will try. Certainly, they've got the experience in the final, and we'll get to all the preview later. But I mean, I, I just would not have, in my wildest dreams, predicted more t- top four qualification, going to a Champions League final, and having the most deadly front three attack in the world. Like I, I mean, Slaw was unknown. I mean, of course, you know, had success with uh, Roma, but uh, coming into Liverpool. You know, it was sort of unknown going into the season. Those three working together. I mean, that's just the thing. He talked. He talked about, and you, know, you could say the same thing with, with Firmino and with Mane. They all talked about this is just the beginning. This is we're just starting here. Like Salah with all of his attention, like getting drawn away. I'm sure you're going to talk about him next, but like Firmino, he's come to focus. Like we we now recognize his quality. Chiche doesn't. So he's still got room to grow in the national team. And so there's a little less attention on Bobby, which we always love. And I think it's confirmed that his place in Klopp's system is the best fit for him. I think you're forgetting about the LA Galaxy with Ibrahimovic and two guys that work at In-N-Out Burger. I think that they're world-class. Yeah, right, right. Chicago Fire, best team in all the land. Right. Um, Anyways, yes, it's – I mean, you're right there, Jeff – he just is, is so integral to the side and, you know, Chite does play a little differently. I think Bobby Firmino might be more suited as a little bit deeper in that system just because Jesus, like the, he, he's just going to get the nod for sure, just how he plays and yep. his quick ability and his finishing ability. Um, you know, cause Bobby didn't start off as a nine, obviously he, you know, he was, he was actually, you know, Hoffenheim more of a, more of a tent, so yep. a little bit deeper. So, um, I mean, just just great to have him, and then obviously move on to the big guy, um, and and not physically, but just in terms of everything else, the guy is just Mo Salah, thirty two goals in the Premier League, sets the record, um, passes what Shearer, Ronaldo, and Suarez um, to be the sole leader now um, in goals in a, in a thirty eight game season, just absolutely incredible, Nick. There's there's not too much to say. I mean, he also had ten assists in the Premier League, so double digits in both categories. He is the guy that makes it tick this season in terms of one season and one season only of form. You can put him on par with the best in the world. Uh, he can go and show it in, in on the biggest stage in the biggest game um, in the world, you know, in the Champions League final and on the world cup coming up. I mean, the guy is just riding on a cloud right now and, and we don't ever want to come down. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've only I've probably been a Liverpool fan for about ten years now, and that Suarez season, two thousand thirteen fourteen, was the best time I ever had watching soccer. Um, you know, I, I would wake up. I lived in Dallas at the time, and I'd wake up and make sure I watched all the games. I was a little bit younger then, so I could do that. But uh, 
you know, th- this season was right there and hopefully in the next couple of weeks surpass it. But in terms of just sheer excitement of watching Liverpool play, you know, this, this year has been fantastic. Uh, the top three back when Suarez was there was, you know, that attack was pretty crazy, but Suarez generated a lot of that offense himself. And, you know, this year having Firmino up there and Mane, you know, it's just been, it's been crazy watching it. And some of the goals have been spectacular. Nothing like some of the Suarez goals from half field and some of that stuff, but um, all in all the lead up and the passing and the fluidity has just been incredible. And like Jeff was saying, I mean, I don't think there's another team in the whole world that can match that firepower. Um, you know, Absolutely. some some other areas, you know, midfield lacking a little bit, but um, now that we got the defense back on track, you know, I think uh, we'll put up a, a nice little test of Madrid here in a couple weeks. Oh, definitely. And um, just like, since you brought it up, yeah, Suarez, I mean, very different players. Um, I don't know if Suarez just, I love the guy. Don't know if I'll be able to, for me, he was the, one of the best all round players I've ever seen for Liverpool um, could just do everything. Um, and, and just in between the years, nobody better um, for me, but I mean, I mean, okay. So plus or minus a few that, penalties, he's right? A crazy son of a bitch. I'm talking yeah. about like, <laughs> just he's a little crazier than like, for me now forward. He's a crazy mofo. I'm talking about, he's like burn your house down crazy, but he's a wild card too. Yeah. You know, he, he could get a red card. He, he could bite somebody twice. You know, a lot of right. things can happen with him. But just what he could do and, and the places he knew where to be on the pitch, um, it, it was outrageous. The, what you're seeing with Salah here, even though, yes, they are different, completely different players. Um, Salah's reaction time is, is just insane, Jeff. Um, I mean, for that goal, the, the ball that Dom put through is actually behind him, and he turns on a dime like that. You saw the, the goal against Spurs, which should have been the winner where he it, it calls for a handball and then before you know it he gets right back on the ball in like half a second it's it's his quick step of pace um that gets him into a lot of these positions uh and his finishing is has been outrageous listen the guy has scored against 17 of the 19 opponents he's had in the in the Premier League which is a record this season it, it, it's outrageous everyone was saying oh you know if his finishing were better but his, his conversion <laughs> rate is, is excellent if um, his finishing were better so, that uh that talk show host yeah, no, from like, BBC at the beginning of the season you know you know he was missing a couple chances and everyone's going you know only if his finishing were better I mean just set a record the guy is what 25 years old has a lot of room to grow still unbelievable season what do you see looking forward with this front three knowing that they're going to be intact uh, knowing you know Salah is not going to be leaving this season and, and bringing in reinforcements I mean it's scary to think and listen it's it's so hard to score 32 goals in a season he may not score 30 ever again but to think at what he can consistently be over the next couple of years with Liverpool is pretty scary it is and you know I think it's a lot to do with the setup of Klopp's offense. I mean, of course, the way he puts that, you know, lines those front three, puts him in a position to achieve that kind of success. I think it's clear coming away from, you know, him reassuring the fans. I think what we've been postulating all year is that he's just going to stay with Liverpool. There's no natural draw to Madrid. I mean, God forbid someone knock on wood, but it seems pretty clear after giving the the fans reassurance that he's just begun he's found a system that totally highlights his strengths. He's found a manager that supports him getting the maximum output and 
he's achieved it with that manager. I think that says a lot for where we're going in the future. And no longer does Liverpool have that concern of we're not making Champions League, we're not playing with the best of the best, therefore can't attract elite talent in. Those days are gone. We're going to a goddamn Champions League final with Salah as our key star performer. Plenty of plaudits about Messi, you know, his comparisons there. He's the guy. I mean, in specific to the match, Brighton match. Yeah, I mean, as you said, Joey, like operating in tight spaces, pulling off the insane balls that, you know, aren't perfectly tossed to him. I thought Solanke's, you know, assist was was good given the tight space. I mean, maybe Lana right. could have done better. Right? Who knows? I like the back heel or like the, the right side of the boot, the outside of the boot, yeah. like that little flick. Yeah. It was just a tad behind him, but it was, it was something that like a, a world-class player does. Yep. And the finishing, there's just no doubting his finishing. So it, again, yet another, he's, he's a guy that made us not miss Coutinho. Coutinho left. <laughs> like who cares? Coutinho who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He left, he left, and we didn't suffer like when Suarez left. We got better. It's crazy. Sure. Yeah, and he can really cement himself in, in Liverpool's history. I mean, he already has with the 32 goals, but, I mean, especially with this run for the Ballon d'Or, I mean, there, if, if Liverpool go on to win the Champions League and he scores in the final, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. It's just, it's incredible what he's done. It's incredible what the front three has done. Um, we've, we've talked ad nauseum about that. Uh, let's go ahead and, and want to spend another 20 to... minutes. I mean, I'll do it. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's, <laughs> I'm trying to get a Egypt a jersey. Um, I know we're going to want to touch definitely a lot on, on the defense, um, <laughs> and a little bit. So let's just try and try and briefly roll through the midfield. We've got a lot of players to talk about, so I'm just <laughs> going to start, um, listing off some names. Uh, let's just start with Ox because that injury is, is just brutal. And, yeah. You know, it's it's sad to see he's going to be out for a long time. I think we can all agree that he had an excellent first season with Liverpool. In big games, he scored big goals, and he he you can tell even outside the pitch. You know, in interviews in the community already, he he just loves being there. He's a class act, and you know, he was that one player a lot of the time before he left Arsenal, where Arsenal were just saying. You know, even in their poor games, you know, at least he was giving it his all. At least maybe, you know, maybe he had a good game um, and they just didn't use him correctly. And Klopp has. And, and I think he's worked wonders. I don't know if you guys have anything to say on Ox, but um, really, really happy with the move. At, at first, the price tag seemed to be a bit steep, but I thought he proved it this year. Yeah, I mean, there's no diminishing his impact on the side this year, especially the Champions League run, his goal versus Man City. No one will ever forget that. And the team guy that he's been the entire year, taking Coutinho under his wing when Coutinho was getting so much stick, and rightfully so, for agitating the move out of Anfield to Barcelona. But you could not have picked a more team guy than Ox, and he could back it up on the pitch and put in the role that he really wanted to play. I'm sure the role that Klopp sold him on coming to Liverpool to play and look at the results. I mean, big goals and big moments. And it is a huge loss that at first it was July, you know, okay, he's going to miss world cup, but at least he'll get some summer in, but November that's brutal. 
I think he's just stoked to get out of that chaos that was happening in London. Um, I mean, that team was just a nightmare mm-hmm. arsenal this year. So I think he's happy to get somewhere where he's got some some talent up front and a coach that's willing to work with him and put him in, um, put him in there and give him a shot. So I think he played very well for us before the injury. I like him. Yeah, big big fan of Ox for sure. Um, I'll go ahead and just throw the the rest of the names out there if you guys want to talk about anybody at all please feel free we could skip um, henderson it's fine yeah i was just gonna say you know he's, he's been playing well <laughs> are you not the big hendo well. fan um, yeah yeah that's the that, that's my archetype on this pod is the anti-hendo he's, guy he's, he's just well, he just never he never has a terrible game and he never has the greatest game he's just there well, i could argue both right. but you yeah. know he's a lot of people would say that he's not um, risky enough with his passing but listen he it's we know it's not his best position in the six. He's yep. he's playing it admirably. Uh, you know he gives his all for the club. He is a good captain. Yes, um, I'll, I'll agree to I, all of those. Have no problems with Hendo. I do think we can upgrade. I think we will be upgrading um, for that specific position. Uh, my choice would be Indidi, but that that's for another pod. Yeah, uh, Jorginho, I, Indidi, yeah, Neves, no, like. I, I've, yeah, there's there's a lot of link. We're we're linked to a lot of players, which shows you that, especially with Emre on his way out, um, and we would not be speaking about him. Um, so <laughs> we start crying. Yeah, okay, uh, God, yeah, I, I will but, too. Uh, yeah, he yeah, was a badass. Uh, Hendo, but yeah, Hendo, I thought had a had a solid season for us. I think someone who stepped up big time, who we weren't expecting it from at all, would be Milner. And and, and you know, I I won't even speak on him. I'll let you guys do that as well because you know what a season he's had for us, especially in big games, being a leader out on the pitch, oh. um, getting stuck in all the time. You know, he just actually happy to have him playing in the center of the park. <laughs> and, you know, who would have thought that, which is a revelation you know, in and, and of Milner itself for Joey Vishne. Yeah. Yeah. Hendo and Milner starting in a champions league final on the midfield. You know, <laughs> you never, you never would have thought anyone ever would have said that. So you got to give him props. Yeah. You got to give him props for what he's been doing this season. Uh, I, I guess a couple of names you could you could throw in there. Lalana, that's tough to talk about. He's been injured all season. Thought he had a quick good cameo though this past game at Brighton or uh, against Brighton. Uh, you know, Emery's out. Genie, I thought Genie's been playing really well recently. He's he's kind of had an up and down season. But uh, guys, any of the midfielders that you want to go ahead and talk about, Nick, please feel free, man. Sure. Uh, Milner's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, my buddy, my good buddy back in South Carolina is a huge Man City fan, so. I used to watch him when he played for City, and I just always thought that he was kind of erratic and would challenge after tackles way late, always getting yellow cards. And then do you take him out? Do you leave him on? Then he has to play timid. Uh, but with Liverpool, you know, he's he's been like that a little bit. But, you know, he's always willing to get back. He tries super hard. Um, and I kind of like him in the midfield, kind of controlling it. Um, and then his shots are Usually not on target when he likes to shoot, but he rarely shoots. Um, but I, I think he's a, a good positive person out there to have on the pitch with some of the younger guys that we have playing, considering he's, what, 32 now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a senior man. So it, what I would say about both Milner and Henderson even, it, like I think both are a testament to Klopp managing them, managing their time on the pitch, you know, their bodies. Because name the last season, Henderson has finished a full season, right? in Anfield, it's be really hard to name it. So that, I think that's on Klopp and his, you know, working with sports science, the staff to keep those bodies rested. I mean, he largely rested Milner in the first half, uh, just having him reserved for champions league, which paid dividends, uh, even with his whoops goal versus Hoffenheim. That was great. 
Uh, and then Henderson, yeah, to finish a season. Yeah, you cannot say that he hasn't been a net positive, and especially the Champions League run. He's been, you know, his usual self, not the greatest six in the finish of the Premier League, but not in Champions League. He's, you know, taken that captain's role and held it well, and, and you know, good for him. But I, I honestly don't see him in the six next year. Yeah, I mean, it, really, that the whole... We, we've been talking about it for a while, right? We got a lot of good players, but not any elite players in our midfield. You could say Ox might be able to come that, but we, we just have a lot of good rotational guys, a lot of good rotational pieces. Next year, we have Nabi Keita coming in, who's on the verge of being a, a world-class player. Jesus, he's, Nabi. He's going to take over a role. You, you, you would think we were going to get a, a, another holding midfielder, and potentially whether it's Fekker, Lamar, you, you never know. And that in that third role, I mean, we could have a completely new midfield next year, which would mean all these guys just being squad players is is amazing. I mean, we, we could have a lot of depth next season. Um, Milner can be that utility guy that covers a lot of different positions. You have Genie and Hendo on the bench, maybe with someone like you know Harry Wilson coming back who can cover the midfield in the in the front three. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of options. Hopefully, Grudich might come back, but that would be great. It's it's exciting to see what we're going to have in midfield next year. Uh, it's just knowing that these, this group can do it, you know, can, can do the role for us, can do the job. Uh, it's nice to have going forward, knowing that they're going to be backups and uh, that you can call on them anytime that you need to. Yeah. Uh, so you got to be content with the way the midfield, I'd, I'd say in general, has played this season. Um, nothing excellent, but nothing really too poor. Right. Um, you know, uh, we'll go ahead and move now on to the defense and I mean, clean sheet. Let's just start with the big, the big boy. Um, he, he's come in and nobody's talking about his price tag right now. And that's just proving that he's worth it. Most expensive defender in the world playing like it. He's playing out of his mind. He is really worth every penny and more Nick Virgil van Dyke. He's completely, completely changed this defense. I agree. Uh, I was reading some stat earlier that he's number one in one-on-ones. So when someone's coming at him, you know, he's like at 80-something percent steal the ball rate. I'm not exactly sure what that stat is, but uh, that's pretty impressive. And, you know, just having someone back there controlling the the back line has been, I think, the turning point from us when we got rid of Coutinho and brought him in. I think we just started playing a different style of soccer in general. We got a little more comfortable back there, switched the goalie, and things just went up from there. Um, we could focus on attacking. We weren't, you know, when we lose the ball on an attack, um, you know, we were getting scored on most of the time. And now our defense can handle it. We've got a couple guys out on the wing with them. But, you know, he, he's the main guy. He's the main enforcer. He's calling the shots, and everyone just backs him up. He's doing a great job. Yeah, Jeff, I mean, the guy is, is just – it just looks like he's – the best defender in the world too. I mean, he has this swagger about him. Uh, just, you know, Nick, Nick mentioned he's, he's amazing at one-on-ones. He's probably the best defender in the league in the air, just an all round beast and makes everyone else around him better. Yes. Robbo may be a very good player without Van Dyke, but having those two on the left, it just shores up the left-hand side for years to come. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, how long did we spend, did we spend, the entirety of 1617 coveting Van Dyke. I feel like we did. 
at least from the summer on, maybe from the spring yeah. on. It's been a while now. It's been a long, long so time. So I, I don't have a, a Liverpool memory of coveting, coveting a f- free agent or a transfer as much as Van Dyke, given the needs. And, you know, of course, we were always chastised that, you know, Liverpool, you think you've got all your problems and defense solved by one player. Think again. Well, think again. <laughs> think again, again. He actually has. I mean, he's played that leadership role that we've you know ali's been talking about i want to say since 15 but he was the gen he is the general present tense for hendo for carries behind him for those two backs uh trent coming up to speed uh on the left and or excuse me on the right and uh of course rabo on the left and I mean, yeah, it's such an impact. It's almost immeasurable. We're not talking about the number at all. <laughs> like, uh, whereas we're still talking about Pog back, right? And, and you know, the 100 million that he commanded, it's been total failure at United, you could argue, but not in any way Van Dyke. It's meant a lot. And not to mention, how about the ball forward to Trent? <laughs> like, that was ridiculous. Oh, unbelievable. And that was for a chance, I think, that uh, did Bobby missed that. Was that the Bobby missed chance? I can't. I can't remember. I, can't remember. I just look was, at that highlight video the, over and over and over again. Yeah, it was the. I think it was like the Trent the cross. Um, I mean, just what a unbelievable pass from him. He's he's just he's just what a player. I mean, just what an all round player that that he is and that he's going to be for us. Um, Especially okay. I'm going to make a Champions League final prediction right now. Oh God. oh God! If we, God forbid, end up in penalty kicks, Van Dyke will kick the winner. Yeah, I can I can see him taking one. I can definitely see him taking one. He's he's confident stepping up there too if he needs to. So no, um, we're gonna we're gonna end that game in overtime, three to two, <laughs> extra time. You know, as I speak that, I hope it doesn't come to penalty kicks. Let's just it's hope it's a blowout, four one, six one, something. But yeah, that would be nice. I want to see him hit a pen. Um, yeah, but I mean, so you look at the left side of the defense set. Uh, you look at Trent. You don't know if he's going to end up somewhere else in the midfield, but it's it's set it right back at least for next season with him. And then you got Klein as the backup. You hope when Joe Gomez gets healthy again, he'll come in at center back. So, for the, and, and Albi, I think it, there's rumors that he's going to be re-signing another deal. Hopefully that's the case. If not, it'd be absolutely lovely to somehow sneak get Sessegnon <laughs> in somehow and have him um, be the backup left back and then eventually work his way up to, to the wing where I think he's going to end up being a superstar. But it's weird having the fullbacks kind of kind of set for a while here when it, when we had been a while without them. Uh, it's just going to looking like it's going to be the partner for Van Dyke, Matip, just very injury prone. Um, doesn't really pair that well with Van Dyke. I, I gotta say, I mean, I, I'd like having him as a third center back. I have no problem with that. Uh, you know, whether it's with Lovren or Joe Gomez, you know, having those guys, but I, I'd like to bring in someone new. Yeah. Um, ideally delete maybe Ta. Um, Koulibaly, but I, you know, and Alderweireld would be would be a, a, a steal. That would be sneak him. Yep. And um, but I think it's clear that we need a, a new partner for Van Dyke. Um, yeah, Lovren's had a solid season, but again, it's Nick. I mean, and Jeff, you can talk about it if you want to. I feel like you know, even after the game he has yesterday, you know, a pretty solid game, scoring a header, which you know you got to be happy for him. Um, just to, to get that goal, but he's just, he has so many errors in him 
and you just you can't trust him back there. Like I'm still nervous with him oh. as a center back going to the Champions League final. I'm still nervous with him back there. Yeah, I mean, with Ronaldo coming at him with pace, uh, I know he'll be going against um, Trent, but you know, God forbid if he gets set up with Lovren somehow and just shoots the ball at his hand for a penalty. Um, you know, that's what those world-class strikers do. And I always feel like he's always put, just puts himself in jeopardy for some sort of penalty or some sort of scrutiny. Um, and he has gotten a lot of unnecessary scrutiny from what he's done in his past years here and what he did earlier in the season. But he, he is a liability out there. And I, I am glad, uh, when I saw him get that header, I mean, he jumped about over that guy. That guy had zero chance. He made him his bitch. Uh, you know, it was it was pretty crazy. Uh, and, you know, I was happy for him there, and I I like that uh, Robertson got a goal too, even though it was kind of a yeah, messy really messy little cleanup him. goal. But uh, it was great though, because he you know he's he's really solidified the back line as well. And to see him get up there and get a goal and celebrate, you know, it was it was really nice seeing those two guys score. Completely agree. Lovren with with the Salah celebration. I know. I noticed that right away, and I didn't know if I was just like tripping. And then some people posted, I was like, "Oh yeah, he definitely." (laughs) Cheeky Lovren, by the way, to to secretly become best friends with Salah before he could be sold, (laughs) just so Salah's like, "No, I want Lovren to stay." I know. I've I've seen you say that before. I honestly, I, I think that's more the function of the team, like Klopp and that team concept. Those boys are tight knit, like they've. And somebody threatens, especially the center back, you know, who's gotten more stick on Liverpool's 11 than Lovren? I, I don't think you could find, like, maybe Henderson, but no way. It's Lovren consistently last couple of years. So they, they someone attacks their own. So, though. Someone attacks their own. Yeah, deservedly so, of course. But someone attacks the team, you know, they're going to bond closer together. And I think they've done that. And I think it says a lot about Slaw's character that he would take a center back under his wing, like any, you know, the the teammate hurting the most he would take under his wing and he's not some you know, hot dog know. or celebrity. I don't know if I'm reading into it that much. I just think they're both like, I don't know. I just feel like nobody wants to hang out with them during practice and they both found each other. Nobody <laughs> wants to hang out with Salah either. I don't think so. I don't think Salah, like Salah is a super, super nice guy. I just don't see him as being like the guy you go grab a beer with and just shoot the shit with. Um, love him. Love him. He's, he's been class act since he's been here but i don't know and then yeah the beer guys the beer guys definitely for me now yeah i mean that's that's me i like crazy motherfuckers so like that's that's the type of players i'm drunk yeah you'll get drunk and do karate kicks and karaoke it'd be great yeah yeah i mean you you are right in terms of his character though jeff i mean he is the type of guy that that will take probably anybody under his wing i mean he he just seems like a genuinely good guy and um you know, good for Lovren to find a friend in the locker room. Um, and, and long may that relationship last as long as they stay. So hopefully both of them can perform at the top level, whatever it takes, whatever. It Look, takes. I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine with Lovren next year as the backup. You know, he's, yeah, as a backup, he's good. He's good. Partnered with Van Dyke. They've built some rapport together. So next year, if we need help, uh, you know, the Van Dyke will direct him where to go and he'll see ball, head ball, kick ball. And, It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's clear that Van Dyke has just been telling him exactly kind of what to do, and that's and Lo- when Lovren does the simple things, he plays much better. So, um, yeah, it's I'd I'd like to have him as a backup next year for sure. There you go. Um, but before we move on and and look forward to the game briefly, uh, and 
quick shout to Kevin Friend for just being the fucking worst <laughs> referee of all time. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, that as my negative. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Just missed so many calls. Three that I can think of. The this blatant penno on Salah. Salah got pushed down in the box again later in the game. And then there was a handball on their box. I think it was a cross from Trent. Um, that was it. I think that was the, the, the ball that VVD played to Trent. And then Trent crossed it. I think that was the handball that game. Uh, but just brutal, brutal. And he's standing in front of those, in, in those positions, like right there. Uh, some Brundish actually posted on Twitter. He's like, is he a Leicester fan by any chance? And I guess he was like a ref at some Leicester, like Academy or something like that. Or he's from there. Something really funny. He's like, um, he's based in Leicester and he's a member of the, uh, Leicestershire and Rutland County football association. So that's, that's pretty funny how that happened to be, but um, yeah, he's brutal, absolutely brutal, and uh, I wish we could just have Felix, the Euroman, for for every single game because I miss having him. I think did he do our? I think he did Porto for us, and then I don't know, maybe it was one of the Chelsea games. I'm not sure, but anyways, that's just a shout out to to how brutal um, Kevin Friend was. And then uh, again, guys, before we move on, is there any any players that you're looking forward to seeing get minutes next year that didn't necessarily get them in a Liverpool shirt? this season nick uh dembele no i just talking to jeff before this no i saw something where he was unsatisfied barcelona was pushing him out or I'm, something there's no way he's they're letting him go there's just no way <laughs> um or pulisic that'd be great too right yeah, a little yeah. usa guy over um he's currently a liverpool player who did not get a I lot gotcha. of minutes um I mean, Solanke maybe, uh, just in terms of I saw that finish that he'd had in this game, and it was mm-hmm. pretty top-notch, um, upper 90. You know, I'd like to see him get a little more time on the pitch. Um, Ox, when he gets healthy again. Um, sure. But I think, like you were saying earlier, I think the whole midfield's going to look a lot different next year. Uh, and then in terms of defense, you know, I like Alexander-Arnold a lot, um, and I like Robertson a lot. Um but yeah, no one that hasn't really been playing very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, no good shouts, good shouts, Jeff. What do you got? Yeah, I'll just throw in with. Uh, I would love to see Gruich uh, get yes, a run of games with absolutely. us. Um, you know, could he play the six? Who knows? Um, but that's where I th- I like him. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. he's brutal, right? I mean, talk about get stuck in, and that's what he does best. Um, but he's also got some passing and shooting ability. Um, I. You know, Woodburn, I don't know if it's going to work out for him at Liverpool, given the winger talent we have and, you know, the backup we're probably going to bring in in the summer. You know, can he be a backup for Salah or Mane? I don't know. Um, he's not going to be a backup at, at the nine, right? I mean, that's Bobby's, that's Solanke, or maybe a lot of we're rumors. bringing somebody else for the nine. Probably. Yeah, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of rumors of Cloud bringing someone else. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's it. I mean, I, I don't want to see uh, Ryan Brewster uh, move on on a free. That that would suck. Yeah, that would suck. But hey, Mati, yeah, that you, was depressing news to see that that might happen. Motion Gladbach. Yeah, um, we're looking at him. I think or something. I mean, I, that comes yeah, from I, the I, echo. I, so grain of salt, right? Yeah. Right, right. I'd like to see him get a loan. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd also like to see Woodburn get a loan. Yeah, Woodburn's an interesting one. He could play on the wing or in the midfield. I feel like Klopp sees him more of an attacking midfielder, kind of yeah. like the Pulisic role. Um, I personally don't want to see him leave because I think he's got a bright future. He's already a Welsh international. Um, I really want to keep him around. 
as long as we can. I would love to see him go on loan, though, get some consistent minutes, just like Harry Wilson did. And that brings me to my next point is I'd love to see Harry Wilson in the side at some point Ooh. next season. I think we'll bring in some backup for the the front three, but I'd like to see him maybe be that second sort of string backup um, for them. So still get minutes, still playing cup competitions. He's been unbelievable for Hull. Love to see him this season. Um, just he's been class for the U21s. He's been captain. Uh, I mean, he's been scoring goals, great at set pieces. Looks like to be he's a class act on and off the pitch. Would really, really like to see him somehow work his way into our team next season. Um, and you made a good shot with Grujic. Jari is an interesting one and don't know what's going to happen with him. We got a lot of players on loan that we got to make big decisions on. I feel like this year, or maybe give them just one more year. Um, you know, Ings could go out on loan. Yeah. Ings. I, I think you, it's, you selling Ings that I, you love the guy. He's such a great personal story and loves the club, man. He's been through hell with the two knees, but I, I think it's clear post injury. He just doesn't have it for Liverpool given our attack. Yeah. It's a tough shout. I guess I would like to see Joe Gomez get a lot more minutes at center back this next season, because I think this is a big year for him. He, he you could say he's injury prone. Uh, you know, he's been unlucky. He's been very unlucky, but yeah, he has been injured a lot. Um, this, this I think is definitely a big year for him. If he can stay healthy for at least most of the season, I'd love to see him get some minutes at center back to see if he's a potential starter moving forward in, in years to come. So um, he would be another one that I'd like to see in there. Good job. Uh, gentlemen, we got uh, we got a big one coming up. Yes, we do. The the team that's won the most of them in the history of the competition. No big deal. Yeah, I'm already wearing uh, shirts with the number thirteen on them. Man, it's they're going for a couple. In a row, you don't want right? to say you're playing with house money because because you aren't. You obviously want to win, um, but they're clearly Liverpool are, are the clear underdogs in this. Which you know, Klopp loves. With, yeah, but you know. That's what scares me is because Klopp has been the underdog in a lot of these competitions in his last finals. What is he over five in the last and all the in the finals that he's had? Um, lost the last two with us, Europa League, and then <laughs> was it the FA or Carling against. This would be huge, absolutely huge for Klopp. Obviously for Liverpool, no doubt about it. To to get back on the map um, where they belong, uh, you know, winning European cups. But I think for Klopp, especially moving forward, this would just be so big for his CV and, and, and for the accomplishment that he needs to have. You know, he's been to a Champions League final before and lost. Um, he's won a couple leagues in Germany. But it, it's looking like the, the league is going to be really, really hard to win yep. with, with the amount of good teams that are in it. And this is kind of just somewhat of a joyride, Nick, along the way with how we've been playing in the Champions League this season. I mean, we've been dominating. And if you don't feel like, you know, you don't. First of all, you don't have many chances. We we know as fans of Liverpool, it's rare that you get back here. Even though we do, out of more English clubs, you know, get back to this position. But it's been a while for us, and this seems like what's I don't want to say an aging Real Madrid team, but one that maybe isn't as hungry as this Liverpool team. This would be the time to take advantage. Um, and you know, in the, in the years to come, this this would be the moment where I feel like we need to take because you never know if we can get back here. I agree. That's where I was going to start with, you know, Real Madrid being there so much. And this is just, you know, this is another year for them. Whereas with Liverpool, you know, this is everything. We barely scrape to get in the top four usually, um, sometimes don't get in there, and then we're playing the Europa League. Uh, so, you know, to have this chance, I feel like this is everything for them. And they're going to come out, and just like they've been doing every Champions League first game, 
they're gonna they have to get out and score early. If they don't, they're in big big trouble. Uh, I think if you know Madrid comes out and gets an early goal, I think Spirits will just be devastated right off the bat. Um, we got to come out, we got to attack, we got to show that we're the better team uh, early. Take take a couple shots, get some opportunities, get some in the back of the net, and then play how we've been playing after that. Um, but you know Benzema, I've never been a big fan of Benzema. I he always seems to find the net though, which is kind of yeah. Scary. He shows up in big games. It's really annoying. Like he hasn't had that great of a season, but then he scores a couple last Champions League game. Like he just he's annoying like that, man. He comes up in big games. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't even know that he's there really, and then all of a sudden he's behind everybody and has a tap in goal, and you're like, what the hell? Um, but then I mean, the rest of their team is just top class we've got to be a huge underdog i would imagine even though a lot of people want to bet on liverpool um i don't know the odds but you know i'd say that they're the heavy favorites and oh yeah um like i said before i I think we just got to get out and just get out there and just try to get an early goal and not get scored on early if we get scored on early i think it's over yeah great point i mean jeff that that the early goal usually always helps liverpool because you go through games and and if you you know we, we create chances but we tend to miss a lot of them too uh, i.e. last game so um, I mean get an early goal against them maybe get them a bit deflated uh, you know the Liverpool fans you think would be I don't want to say overshadowing Madrid fans because they have some crazy fans but again you know like Nick said this is not, it's sort of another year for them this is the third year in a row they're going to be there yep. um, and, and Liverpool haven't been in a while you know I think we have I don't want to say momentum but we have more fire yeah, you know, oh, they, I they see what you did there. More fire, like the yeah, Chicago yeah, Fire. Yeah, um, the, his employer. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the story of the game. I mean, think of the attack. I don't think you can assemble. You know, we're gonna have two weeks to prepare. It's unfortunate that Buvac isn't helping Klopp prepare. Who knows? Maybe they'll kiss and make up by the time we walk into the Olympiada. How do you, however you say that stadium's name. Um, so long as you've got that front three intact, I, I I don't know how you go in there not expecting a goal, like and, and not expecting a goal in the first half, like Ramos and and I mean they Madrid play very similar to Liverpool, right? I mean they press high, you know they they stretch high up the field and leave a lot to their their center backs, and we're not talking the elite center back that Ramos has been, right? I mean they, they've let in almost the same amount of goals Liverpool have and Liverpool have tightened up mid mid year. <clears throat> far as I know, Madrid haven't, I know that they've taken their play up a notch and they performed well in champions league, but I think we've got room to attack with that back line and you know, the, the quality of Salah, Mane, Bobby, and God forbid you throw another one in the mix. Like, uh, you know, dare I say Solanke, maybe in the second half. I don't know. I mean, you'll probably see Solanke if we're losing, but that front three, I, I just I can't see an outcome where they don't score and don't score early. And you know how those, you know how City functioned, right? I mean, the game one of City, game one of Roma, that attack can come like in an instant, and before you know it, you're down three four nil. Like if we see that kind of a game, that it's game over. We're taking that damn trophy home. Henderson's lifting it up in the air. And then going to the yeah, bench next year, dude. I, I I've thought about that, Jeff. Just just thinking about Henderson lifting the Champions League trophy, it just <laughs> it can't it can't be real. Like it can't yeah. be a it's it's so hard to just 
make that come into existence. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they do play high, like in terms of their fullbacks, like Marcelo will be charging forward all the time. He's a huge threat. He's one of the best, if not the best attacking left backs in the world. Defending though. And yeah, I mean, he's, no, he's still great at creating, he's, creating chances. Create, yeah. 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 And he's going to have, while he's creating chances, he's also going to leave a lot of space in behind. And, I just I don't know if they've come up against a side like Liverpool. I guess Spurs would be the closest side that they've come up to like that, and you saw how that that result came to be. Um, Spurs had their way with Madrid. Yep. Um, they drew them. Somewhat drew, drew them at the Bernabeu, right? And then three one. No, they they beat them, and then they drew. I think the, the second game. Hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I might be, but I, I believe they won one of those games and drew the other. Yep. Um, they. I don't think they've seen an electric front three like that. I mean, yes, they see Barcelona, but right. um, it's, more... it's just a completely different style, just a completely different style. So um, if we blitz them, you know, and, and you know, Klopp's got boys well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think he's an overrated player. I think, yes, he's, he's good in the air and he, he does come up with big goals, but we, they can be had. I'm telling you, they can be had in defense. Um, you know, uh, Keller Navas has been playing excellent for them. So hopefully he is a blunder because he played really well against Bayern. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll get into a, uh, some more depth as we do the preview um, before the game. Yes, uh, we will. Yeah, Joey, this, 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 sorry to interrupt. But this would be a good time to mention we will have some uh, excellent writers uh, join us for some preview of the Madrid oh, yeah. match. So we're going to have a shit ton of content. Plus, Painter and myself are going to be in Kiev uh, along with Tyler Vinyl. Uh, I, twi- I, I didn't want to bring that up for for reasons just for me. You could have brought that up after I <laughs> logged off, so I didn't have to hear that again and again. And again. Uh, you're you're still invited. You for hey, yeah. imagine when you're his neighbor, how much you hear about it. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't believe it. Can't still can't believe we're going. But yeah, just just like you said, we're gonna we're gonna do some some good work on the preview coming up here, and um, really excited for that. Just to, I mean, it, you don't you. Us as Liverpool fans, it's been a while since we've we've had this a long, long, long time. Um, this big of a game, and now that we've secured Champions League, <clears throat> and there's not that pressure on us in this big game, you know, especially as fans, watch every video you can, listen to every preview you can, just enjoy this moment because you never know when you're going to get back to it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's been a glorious season. Um, it could end as sorry, it could end as a glorious season. It's been a really fun season. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I'm just, it's nervous. You just want the game to happen already. And and the last thing I'll say before we get out of here and, and uh, sign off guys is in in the Premier League this season, Liverpool were unbeaten. Uh, That's the seventh time more than any other side in the Premier League. I can't state how important that is um, in making Anfield a fortress again. I feel like the fans have been excellent this season. Um, Obviously Champions League has, has been giving them a boost as well, but um, you have to ha- you have to look at Klopp and say the style of play he's had is, has got the fans into these games and has got them a reason to get on their feet um, and and you know yell at the top of their lungs. It's it's been a really fun season and it, it's awesome to see Anfield become that place again where teams are frightened to go and yep. hopefully it stays like that uh, for a good long time here. So in terms of the Premier League, it was really fun to watch this season. A lot of ups and downs, but all's well that ends well and we take home fourth place with no qualifying rounds in the Champions League and immediately move on to the group stages. So Love it. I really appreciate you getting on tonight, gentlemen. Cool. I'm over there in, in Southern California. 
Jeffrey, where can we find you on Twitter? Jeff underscore Hallett. Two L's and two T's. <laughs> you had to mention and, that. I was gonna. Yeah. Um, just just hit Jeff up. Jeff's Twitter up for me. Hit Jeff up, and then you can ask for Nick um, <laughs> to say, "Hey, how's Nick doing?" And then um, he go can knock on his door next door yeah. and and just say say what's up to him for me. So yep. you can find me on Twitter at jvishney. You can find us at Talk on FP. And gentlemen, it's it's been a wild ride. Great season. Lots to look forward to in the next little less than two weeks here. So. Soak it in while you can, Reds fans. Um, enjoy the ride. And until next time, talk on, y'all. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on. Okay, great.